0: hello and welcome to the all creatures great and gone podcast with me Carrie pet bereavement counselor uh, welcome to another episode and this episode is a follow-on from previous week's episode where we talked about behavioral euthanasia with sue who is a certified dog behavior consultant and professional certified professional dog trainer etc and um, and we discussed behavioral euthanasia, what it is, um, what it entails, how you may be feeling, where you can go to for support. So if you missed that, you know, have a, have a look, have a listen and see what you think. Um, we briefly talked about a group that um, Sue runs called Losing Lulu. And that is what today's episode is all about because I felt that this group is so special and is so wonderful and it deserves an episode all on its own. It really does because there's just so much to to fit in and to do it justice. I think we need to dedicate this episode to, to losing Lulu. So um, in case you missed the original episode, Sue Alexander is a certified dog behavior consultant, a certified professional dog trainer, knowledge and skills assessed, and a certified behavior consultant, canine, knowledge assessed. And for the past 27 years, Sue has been teaching dog training and she owns and operates Dogs in the Park in Guelph, Ontario, Canada with her husband, John. And they offer full service dog training both in person and online. And Sue is available for um, training and support for any, any of my listeners in the UK also. And Sue founded Losing Lulu in 2019 and it is an online support group for people who have lost animal companions so not limited to dogs or cats uh to a behavioral euthanasia so um without further ado hello sue how are you good how are you Carrie? i'm not too bad thank you so thank you so much for coming back on and uh you know talking to me about um your wonderful group um i, I can't wait for well i'm just thrilled to- with
1: the idea of I'm just tickled with the idea of international travel, but not having to leave home. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll, yeah, this is it's good, isn't it? It's like, yeah, that's yeah. Brilliant. it's brilliant. Um, because, like, what were you saying? Um, you know, I was talking about like weather and things and uh, how cold it gets. Now, here's me thinking, like, I don't know, ten, fifteen, like degrees is like a bit chilly, and now it's like we say it can be, I don't know. Obviously, the coldest you said you'd, you'd been out in, like, minus 50 or something, stuff like
1: that. Just... I went camping in minus 50. The coldest I've been out in was a minus a 60, goodness. and uh, that was out on the prairies in Canada about 20 years ago, and we had ice fog, and that's actually really dangerous to be out in, but it's fascinating and so beautiful. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh. you're so beautiful, but so deadly. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, oh. beautiful and quite deadly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think well, this is this is brilliant. This is like you know, the power, the wonder of the internet, you know, and we, we can, uh, like you say, you know, you're in the UK and I'm in Canada now, and we've not even left either's uh household. I know that's brilliant, I love it. Um, so as I said, thank you so much for coming and talking to me again. Um, I wanted to uh, dedicate an episode to losing Lulu and um. I first heard about Losing Lulu when somebody in another Facebook group mentioned the name and because I'm a nosy moo, I was like, oh, that sounds intriguing. I wonder what that's about. And so, um, you know, I've been a member for a few months now, I think. And I would, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like you to, um, you know, just explain to the listeners what is Losing Lulu um, for anyone out there that doesn't know. Why don't I start at, start at the start? Um, a
1: good friend of mine, Rich McMillan, who's a trainer in the U.S., had a dog that she was fostering named Lulu. And she had fostered that dog on and off for about a year, and she'd placed her one place, and it didn't work out, so it came back, and Lu, Lulu came and lived with her
0: for a bit. I assume it's quite rural, and so it's hard. You there? Oh, hiya, you're back. Hiya. Oh, we froze for a sec. I'm
1: back, yeah. we back. All right, so I'll I'll start at the start again and hope that it's not too too um, difficult for our, our audience. I am rural, and you are right. Once in a while, we lose my internet. Um, last time, I lose it at all, but we we lost me for a moment there. Yeah. So, um, my friend Trish McMillan, who is a trainer in um, North Carolina, had this dog Lulu. And she'd placed her once and Lou back. And then she had tried another placement that didn't work. And Lulu came back. And in December of 2018, Trish went away for a couple of days. Um, I think she was on a road trip. And she left Lulu in the care of a pet sitter. And when she came home, it was when she walked in the door. Everything was really, really exciting. And Lulu had an episode of redirected aggression onto one of Trish's others other dogs and it was a devastating fight it was an absolute attack and it took two of them to try and get lulu off of the other dog they had to use a break stick luckily um, trisha's pet sitter is trainer and they were able to get break sticks very quickly and they were able to contain it but in the very short time that that fight happened um, Lulu inflicted about $800 American of damage on the other dog. Yeah, yeah. Now, because um, Trish uh, Trish's rescue is in one car, Lulu was in um, another car, and Trish phoned the vet and went and she explained what had happened. And she said, will you do a behavioral euthanasia? Yeah. And the vet said yes. So they brought Lulu in and Lulu was really good for the vet and they kindly said goodbye because Lulu was just too dangerous to place anywhere because she would have would have killed this other dog and it was it was awful it was really really hard and you know Trish was feeling really really badly about this and she thought about it for a day or two before she posted to her page. Lulu had gotten a lot of coverage on Trish's page with Theodore. And, um, you know, she'd been posting about Lulu's updates and Lulu's training and how Lulu was doing. And And so she posted that Lulu had died. And then the internet trolls got going with a vengeance. And we've seen this happen before. Um, This happens with relative frequency. And On her private page, where it's just her friends, people that she actually knows, we were talking and people started saying, we need a support group. And somebody else would say, well, yes, we do. And somebody else would say, it would be such a good idea to have a support group. And somebody else would say, I don't know why somebody doesn't do this. And I'm sitting there reading that. And I'm like, it's very easy to support or start a support group. Mm-hmm. Now, the important thing to know at that point is, was recovering from a pretty significant head injury at that point and comes into play in a minute in the story so what happened was I went to Facebook and hit the add a group button and I made a group and I called it what am I going to call it and I'm sitting there thinking and I'm the heck can I call this thing and I thought losing Lulu what a great name so I i Posted losing Lulu. And then I went back to Trisha's page with a link to that page. Yeah. And I said, you're right, we do need a support group. Here it is. And I posted it in. And within an hour, I had 100 members. And uh-huh. I went, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that there might be, you know, 50 or 60 people eventually.
0: Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden I had a hundred people by the end of the week I had 500 people yeah within a month I had a thousand and it it grew incredibly and it grew very very quickly but as I said yeah. I live with a traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. and what that means is my ability to be on the computer is actually a little bit limited and so immediately I I called out on the Losing Lulu group and I said, all right, folks, if you all want to talk about death, that's fantastic. I can't do this alone. So Trish, I started, I I made Trish an admin right off the bat. And then we added a bunch of people to the administration team. And then it grew. And we now actually have a process. We have 19, 18 or 19 of us, I think, who are administering this. And we have kind of two levels of administration. We have um, the administration level that has full moderation rights on the site yeah. and then we have what we call list ambassadors and list ambassadors are just who are a little bit privy to what's going on behind and how we set policy and how we decide things and what's going on yeah. but they don't have moderation um, um, control yeah. and the reason that we do that is it allows to um, let people see what we're all about and see whether or not they actually want to be on the administration side. And it allows us to find out whether or not they've got the skills to be on that. So it's a two tiered development. Um, And what we like to say is we want everybody to be a list ambassador and read the rules and know the rules and help keep those rules moving smoothly, but we do need some people who can help us to, to run the group. So in that first couple of months, um, it was a little bit of the, the Wild West on, on losing Lulu because initially, we we want that troll bullying nonsense that happens. We wanted to make sure that we were able to say, okay, you know what? It's not acceptable yeah. to trash someone's business because they had to use as an animal because of yeah. a behavior problem, and yeah. it's not cool to call someone names.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just not cool. It's not no. right. It's not appropriate. Yeah. yeah, and so what we what we did at the beginning was anybody could talk about anything. I didn't want to put any limits on anybody. And one of the things that happened right off the bat was we started having people talking about dogs and cats and animals who were pending euthanasia. So they would say, you know, um, my, my cat is very, very difficult and she's very aggressive to me and we can't give her medication and we can't touch her. And sometimes when we're just sitting there, she'll randomly attack our feet and she sent my son to hospital, okay? Mm. And things yeah. like that happen, you, you know? And they've said, we've chosen euthanasia and we're going to euthanize her on Saturday or Thursday or whenever. Yeah. And what we found is that those people would sometimes then come on on Friday and they'd say, we've changed our mind. And they might become frequent flyers of of that. And that actually really became a problem. So we then started having a rule. You couldn't talk a living Lulu or an animal who was not yet deceased. And it wasn't that we didn't want to talk to them. It's that we didn't want to substitute working with a professional one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and because you know the internet is just absolutely full of people who are going to say, "Well, if you give that dog to me, I'll fix him," <laughs> or "You need to just try this, and you'll be able to solve the problem completely." Yeah. And so what we did was we said, "We're not here to avoid a euthanasia or to treat an animal. We're here to support people who are already grieving an animal who is gone." Mm -hmm. and that's what lulu became really our guiding principles and then we we have a bunch of rules um the chief amongst them the first rule we've got is be watch there i know you're you're on lulu and you've probably seen this is that on on losing lulu um everybody practices being kind being kind takes practice it's not something that you just do it's something that you have to practice and get good at yeah you know, at first you may just practice by hitting an emoji and, you know, hitting the care emoji, or you may just practice by saying, I'm so sorry, or you may practice by putting in a GIF or a GIF, what whatever you want to call them, or a sticker or yeah. something like that. But over time, people start getting better at it and really cool to watch what happens because people say things like, I can see how much you loved your animal companion i can see how much you loved your your friend i can see how important he was and how you are at his loss
0: yeah
1: um another thing that we do is we never name blame or shame it's really really important on on lulu okay is that this is a group that is about being in a place where you can lay your anger Yeah. you know we know you're angry and it's important to know there's a difference between saying this is what i feel Mm -hmm. and articulating your anger by saying i feel the or or some but by by blaming someone this is the last owner's fault or this is the rescue's fault or the breeder shouldn't have okay and and the thing is is that when you acknowledge your own feelings that becomes very healing that says, I am angry. I'm angry that my animal had this problem. I'm angry that my animal is gone. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit different than saying, it's someone's fault. Or, this is who did this to my animal. Mm -hmm. And it's a fine line. Once in a while, we still have to discuss it amongst the moderators as to whether or not we'll moderate a comment. So somebody may say, Um, my animal was very malnourished when I got him of a rescue. And then we have, or is that just a statement of fact? And so that can be a little bit tricky, but you know, losing Lulu, what is it? It's, it's a grief support group with significant guidance and aggressive kindness.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's the longer version of what losing Lulu is.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like I said, I I love I love the group because, um, you know, I don't know, it it, it is so supportive and I love the fact that like the admin team, the modmin team, are so passionate about making sure that the own that you know the the owners that are in the group and members of the group are protected because out in the the world outside of Facebook or like you know on the wherever their neighborhood or what have you. It's like they're under so much pressure or um, facing potential negativity from people who should know better or should understand them, um, that you you don't want to come into a supportive place or somewhere that should be supportive and feel like you've got to prepare yourself for another fight with people that you, you join the group because you think that these people of being where you are and get it, and to be honest, I think that's what you've 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 done. Like losing Lulu, I just it, there's a lot of love in the group. I love it because it's just so. No matter where somebody is in their grief, whether it's recent or months down the line, somebody else comes on and it's like I'll say, you know, I've literally just had my Lulu put to sleep, and the people are just so supportive. And even if they don't know what to say, they'll be they'll say something like. I don't have any words right now, but I'm thinking of you and I just, I love it. But um, I mean, that's just sort of my view, but what do you think makes losing Lulu so supportive as a, as a group, Um, you know? So, you
1: know, yeah, I, as I, as I said, just a few minutes ago, I think that being kind takes practice and sometimes you have to start with, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I think it's very true. Often we don't know what to say. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's been interesting because practicing kindness and practicing what to say has had a profound impact on members of the group, both in the group and outside of the group. And that's the thing that I find so amazing. So when I talk to people about this and I say, okay, well, what did you get out of losing Lulu? And people are saying to me, well when i'm not on the group and i'm in i'm on facebook elsewhere i've learned that being kind is going to help more people i've learned that being kind is going to help me i've learned that blaming other people is not going to make for a productive discussion and no people are not saying it in quite so many words but that's what what they're getting to you know so I think that it's it's a really cool situation. And what it does is it, I, I've seen huge changes in my own life because of this whole thing of practicing kindness and following those rules of don't name, blame, shame. Those are the two big ones for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and and what happens then is we get a lot of mutual support and we get people who can say, I see your pain. I've never been through what you're going through. But I see your pain. And I'm, I'm standing beside you. Yeah. And I think that that, that synergy, I think that's really important. And, I, you know, I have to tell you in 2020, I think that is particularly important because, yeah. you know, I don't live in in the UK. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's like to live in the UK. But mm-hmm. I can say to you, Carrie, I noticed the numbers are going up in the UK. I'm really worried for you and your family. How are you doing? Yeah. And I might not have thought of saying that three years ago before losing Lulu. And it's not that I wasn't a caring person then. Yeah. It's just I didn't spend as much time reaching out to people and saying, so how are you? And yeah. be genuine in how are you? I want to be kind. I want to help you. Mm -hmm. I may not understand exactly what you're going through. So, you know, um, we recently had our first llama on on losing Lulu, where someone Mm -hmm. had euthanized a llama for I think they call it llama rage, um, where the llamas are incredibly aggressive. Yeah. And so, you know, I've never lost a llama. I've only met a couple of llamas in my life. Um, They were very nice llamas and they were soft and furry and squishy and. I quite <laughs> liked them. and That was yeah. quite an experience. But I don't know what it's like to have a relationship with a lama. But I can say to you, I see that this lama was important to you. Yeah. And I care. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's really interesting. I I take some of my I take some of my thinking from very strange places. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of an author named Spider Robinson. He, he wrote a series of books called Callahan's Crosstime Saloon. Mm-hmm. And it's science fiction. It's speculative. Uh, it's some fantasy. But one of the things about Callahan's is that they have this idea that burdens shared are lighter. Yes. And so if you have grief and you share it with me, mm-hmm. that sharing makes that grief lighter for you. Yeah. And what that means is if you share it with everybody and, and Lulu losing Lulu now has about 8,500 members, I think, and we're growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't feel like, like we'll ever be completely full. I think that it's perfectly fine to keep growing. Yeah, But what that means is, is that when you cast out your grief and you say, I've lost this animal, you have thousands of people who are, if they're not, directly commenting when they see your grief and they look at your animal and they look at at the animal that you have lost due to a behavior problem yeah even if they're not saying it somewhere in their heart they're saying to themselves wow that animal was well loved and well cared for yeah that animal was important that animal's life was important and yeah. what that means is your grief is lightened just a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, grief is grief is such an, emo- an interesting emotion. Grief is, is love unfulfilled. Mm. Grief is what we can't reach anymore. Yeah. And if you think about that, if you think about it, it's, it's love unfulfilled. And then you think, There are 8,500 people who look at that picture and say, that is love. Now what you do is you refill some of your love and you get back in a different measure. It doesn't mean that your animal who was lost was not important. It means your animal who was lost is more important because more people saw how well loved he was and how important he was. Yeah. And it's all part of the cycle of loss and regeneration that I think is so very, very important is that, you know, we, we can go on, we will go on, we will, um, we will keep stepping forward, even when our grief is profounded. There are people on Losing Lulu who have been so profoundly grief stricken for so long and then what they do is they they get on to losing lulu they talk about their lulu and sometimes these lulus we call the the animals who have been who have passed on we call them lulus and you know sometimes The Lulu's who've passed on may have passed on a long time ago. I've certainly talked about my first behavioral euthanasia, which is a dog who died in my teens. I'm in my fifties now. So this is going back 40 years. And I've talked about her and gotten support for her and had people say, I see that this animal had value. I see that this animal's life was important. I see that your love for this animal continues beyond her corporal existence i see that this is important to you and what that means is although i am still sad over the loss of my companion from my teens Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i'm not devastated by it and you know when i when i read some of the people who are on there i think you've been carrying this burden for so long yeah let me just take a corner of that burden and and lift it up
0: yeah yeah that's what I love about, like I said, I love about the, the group. It's just so, I don't know, it, like I say, it, it does lift, lift a bit. And um, I like that, you know, people are encouraged to practice being kind. You know, when you've said, um, you know, rather than just leaving an emoji or a reaction, which is fine, try and expand on that a bit by leaving a few words rather than, concentrating on the posts that are quite traumatic and there's a lot going on in it you know give the same amount of love and attention to the ones that a couple of sentences are not quite as lengthy or involved but the person still needs your support in a way and I love that sometimes I
1: like Sometimes I like going through and just looking at the pictures. Some of the pictures yeah. are hysterical. Oh, like some of the things beautiful. people do with their dogs and their cats. And, yeah. and you know, it's amazing what you see in the pictures. And, yeah. and you know, then you can see exactly how involved people were with their, with their animals and mm-hmm. how their animals were so much a part
0: of their lives.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: I mean, and, some of the pictures you look at, there was one, there was a lady who... I think it was a Lulu that she worked with and you know it got to the point where she was the only one that was able to work with this particular dog because they you know they just had that trust between them and there's a photo and this the you know, a Lulu's like looking at her and you can just see the love in its face and in hers and because you know the story, you can almost see um, I don't know. It, it's like you look at the picture, and I think for me personally, it's sort of there's like a deeper pang of pain because you're looking at this picture and you're looking at the story, and you're trying to connect the story to the picture, which is captured at like when you know at the the you know the ninety eight percent of the time when they were like okay or that they were you know. Um, like happy and managing and then you know people say like oh but then there was the two percent when you know they were struggling and what have you but or vice versa but you look at these pictures and you just see the love and you see some of the dogs and the like you know the little derpy faces and you just think look at that there's just love there you know and you just make sure you want to reach into the picture and just smush the little faces they're just so but you can see the love you know you you see yeah. and the, the other animals i think there was a lady that had a chicken i think and but you you see the other animals and you just think you know the one thing apart from the pain the other thing that you see is the love and you you can hear it in the words on on the threads and you just think i am trying to get better at writing a bit more as it, of a response because i don't want it to come across as like i've just literally like a copy and paste response, like, I'm so sorry, copy, paste, you know, but sometimes like you read a story and sometimes I think I have no words, but I want to convey to this person that I'm thinking of them because I cannot imagine for a minute how difficult it must have been to do what they had to do. But I'm so glad that losing Blue Lou exists.
1: And you know what? I want to tell you, I think mm-hmm. that it's perfectly fine there are some days when i might be in a rush i might not have the time to sit down and think about it hit the emoji it's fine yeah. you yeah. know we can't all write all the time yeah. and there are some days when i'm going through losing lulu and i'm writing comments i try and at least a couple of days a week i like to spend you know an hour and go and sit down and just comment on a lot of them all at once yeah. but then sometimes what i feel like is i feel like i'm i'm signing up for the hallmark sympathy card um, team poetry writing because you do get good at it you get to the point where you know what to say and how to phrase that so that it's going Mm. to be helpful but then sometimes you get to feeling like you know that's all you're doing um and i think that it's important to to put in there what hits you at the moment what what strikes you saying I have no words. Yeah, that's fine. Saying, gosh, I really love the look of that one moment where you were in a canoe. And that just brings me back to this time with my own dog. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or uh, that one moment where you're out in front of the pet food store, and you've obviously done something that's really important to you. Doing that is... It's fine. It there mm. is no right and wrong answer to how you respond to that grief beyond to say it must be kind. Yeah. And that's it. In fact, yeah. that's all there is to it. It just yeah. has to be kind. Yeah. And you know, I I think that is going to be in the long run. That's how we're going to come overcome the internet trolls. Yeah. Is when you're yeah. able To, you know, you're going through your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed or what have you, and you see something there, um, you know, your Twitter feed, and you find that, you know, somebody that you went to kindergarten with when you were a very small child has just lost a beloved pet, maybe their bunny or or so on, you know, or you were telling me about the rat that you lost recently. Mm -hmm. I've never lived with a rat. Well, that's not true. I lived with one rat. And it was not a pleasant experience for either of us. We were not. We did not get along. But I can tell you what, you know what I know That for you and your family that rat is an important member of your family and that there's a loss and you know you and i had a little laugh about how children process grief because i've had some experiences and so on and i can relate to you on that front i don't have to have had a rat of my own i think that that's a big piece that we get and so what that means is when you face a different situation in on the internet and you see people bullying another person Mm. because of a choice for for something like a euthanasia you can say i don't have to engage the bully
0: yeah
1: i can still support my friend who has had this loss yeah or you know i can i can come up with a comment that is going to be supportive Practice it on you, Lulu. It's good practice and it it extends well beyond that. And, you know, uh, another reason why it works so well, though, is thanks to the Modmin team. We've got 18 amazing people who work on the Modmin team. The entire page, every single post now is on moderation and every single comment is read, read by a member of the Modmin team. We miss very, very little. And when we get someone making something, I mean, we've had a few comments that we have had to remove that were truly horrendous. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's tricky is that often these people think that they're saying something supportive. And so the most common thing that will happen is that somebody will have rescued an animal, most commonly a dog, and the dog will come with some behavior problem. And the, uh, a comment that's intended to be supportive will sound something like, um, those terrible people who had the dog before you, um, somebody should take them out and shoot them. And, yeah. and we've had people say that. Mm. It feels very supportive to say You and me together, we're gonna take on the world and we're gonna beat down this this terrible thing. That feels supportive. In fact, what it's doing is it's adding violence to an already upsetting situation. Yeah. And so those types of comments where there are threats or whether are comments, we've had things, you know, judgment statements about how terrible a previous owner or rescue or breeder may have been. Mm. And we just remove them completely. We remove yeah. them quickly. They're usually yeah. removed within minutes of having been put up. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's really important to understand that that's how we keep losing Lulu safe. People are always like, "This is the safest corner of the internet." You bet, yeah. because yeah. we actively police it to make sure that it stays safe. Yeah. And we will continue to do that. You know. Yeah one of one of the big struggles that we have is once in a while we'll get somebody who comes on they may or may not understand what lulu is really about and they may take a screenshot of something from losing lulu and publish it elsewhere if you ever see that Mm. and you report it to the admin team we will remove that member immediately yeah and we we just do not allow that to happen yeah. because we want this to be a safe place this is a really sensitive topic oh yeah it, definitely. it's really difficult and people are bearing their souls mm-hmm. you know yeah. and we've got to do what we whatever we can yeah. to make it safe for people to
0: continue to do this yeah definitely definitely yeah so um what is there anything else you would like others to know about losing Lulu? Um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a really special group, and you know, I'm really glad to be like a part, of, you know, a member of it. Um, so, you know, if um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that about losing Lulu that you would like people to to know? Um, a
1: funny thing, yeah, a really important funny thing. If you invite all of your friends, yeah make sure that they know that there are screening questions yeah and when it says why do you want to join losing lulu do not put yes because <laughs> yes is not a, it's not a yes no question no. okay yeah
0: yeah
1: um and and some of the ambiguous answers make yeah. a lot of work for the Modmin team we have an amazing screener on the the question queue and yeah. she is in charge of most of the membership decisions. Yeah. And it, it started out that we were all doing them, but th- it has ended up that one person has taken on the bulk of that job. And she works mm-hmm. really, really hard. She has had days where she's had a hundred people apply to join losing Lulu. And it is not an automatic guaranteed coming in. Yeah. Okay. But it asks you three questions. Yeah. And, The first question is let me let me just look these up, actually, because I want to read the questions for you. Um, I just got to look them up here on Facebook um, and I will will read them to you, because if you're answering those questions and you don't answer them well, then what happens is you're going to be immediately denied or you're going to end up um, with us having to do what's called secondary screening. And secondary screening is really, really, really tricky because it means that we have to um, reach out to you by private message. And then if you don't see it, we may end up deciding that you are not suitable to the group, even if you are. So the first question is, Losing Lulu is a grief support group for people who have euthanized pets for behavior. Why do you want to join Losing Lulu? Please be specific. So if you say yes, or for support, or I lost my animal companion, we don't know if you actually understand why we're here. If If you say my dog bit my son and we euthanized him because of that bite then mm-hmm. we're gonna say you get it. yeah The second thing is do you agree to not shame guilt or second guess anyone here who has euthanized their pet mm-hmm. And the answer to that is I agree. yes I agree okay yeah um but don't just put no, Or leave it blank. If you leave it blank, then we have to go to secondary screening. And that's a lot of work for us. Okay. Then the third question is, do you understand that this is a grief support group for people who have lost an animal to behavior and that no discussion of current pet problems or training advice is permitted? Again, we want you to say yes. And then it goes into the group rules. Okay. And the group rules are included there and you have to tick off that you've read them. Yeah. Please read the rules. There are yeah. nine or ten of them. Um, let me see if I can pull up the rules here. There. Uh, here we go. Okay. Read them. The first rule is keep it kind. We want you to be kind in both your reading and your writing. Yeah. Because we want to provide compassion and respect. Do not discuss living potential Lulus. We're not offering training advice. And we're not offering advice on whether or not you should. And by posting about animals who may become Lulu's, it just creates all kinds of problems. Do not blame name or shame. Mm -hmm. Another rule we've got is frame your posts. Don't just put up a bunch of pictures. If you're saying how something is, say, this is how it is for me. Yeah. And so when you say, you know, it is, for me, it was like losing a cherished partner. That tells me what it is like for you. Grief is not a competition. Yeah. No. Okay. We're asking people if you've got shares and external likes, please just shoot them over to one of the modmin team mm-hmm. so that we can throw it around first. Yeah. Um, and. This is important because some of the things that people have posted as links are just not suitable. Some of them violate our our rules, but some of them are just unkind. Okay. Do not share any material outside of the group. Um, It just doesn't, it's not allowed. No. We also ask people not to post graphic comment. One of the things, uh, content, one of the things that I try and say to people is, think about how it would be if you were saying this in front of your grandmother. And if your grandmother was the kind of grandma who, who said things that were somewhat socially unacceptable, think about how you'd say it in front of my grandmother, who was quite proper. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't mean that you can't sit, be emotional. It just means, you know, we don't want people using a lot of swear words and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's, it's not what it's about. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support the culture. And that means read the list a little bit before you start commenting and posting and yeah. if you're not sure just use the report to admin function yeah. the Modmins reserve the right to moderate so if there's something we haven't covered then we're going to um reserve the right to to moderate and then the final rule is one that was created especially for me personally
0: mm-hmm.
1: please don't post any 3d pictures because of my traumatic brain injury, 3D okay. pictures will actually put me in bed for a couple of days. Okay. So it's it's really important that people read the rules, follow the rules. Yeah. And I would like people to not use 3D pictures at all because whenever they come up in my feed, then yeah. I get um, visual disturbances related to my head injury.
0: Right.
1: So those are the things I want you to know about about losing lulu it is an incredibly yeah. special place i have met some of the best people there i really yeah. have and i have learned so much mm-hmm. about loss and, and grieving loss and being successful in grieving loss it,
0: yeah. it's amazing
1: what i've learned
0: yeah. It, yeah yeah good good um so with re- you know you're saying like obviously you know you, you've learned a bit like since the group started um what other resources are available to anyone that's going through this at the moment one of the things that we try and encourage everybody
1: to do is work with a professional if you're at the point of making a decision about a behavioral euthanasia if there is any way for you to do so work with a professional You should be working with your vet in any event, but there are so many behavior professionals out there that you can work with that, you know, find a behavior behavior professional. If you cannot find one local to you, I am available for consult. I will get up at two in the morning to help somebody overseas. Um, I'm in um, Universal... What are the UTC? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm at, or or GMT Greenwich Mean Time minus five is the time zone I'm in. Mm-hmm. But if you happen to be in plus seven, that's going to be a big time shift. Okay, mm-hmm. that's five and seven is uh, the twelve. Okay, mm-hmm. that's twelve hours time difference. If you need to talk to me at one in the afternoon your time, I will get up at one in the morning my time to talk to you. I do charge for that service, but, you know, I don't have a problem working weird hours now that we're in this global situation. Mm -hmm. And I am able to consult on behavior problems with people anywhere around the world. But there are lots and lots of other behavior professionals. There are some really good behavior professionals in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, Find somebody to work with. It's really, really important that you find someone to work with. It's such hard work. And when you're faced with that decision, even if what you you need is just to say, okay, you know what? I need to go through a checklist with somebody to make sure I've dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's Mm -hmm. so that I don't euthanize when I shouldn't. I will need to find out from somebody that I have done everything reasonable. And I really emphasize that to people, you don't have to try everything, you just have to try everything reasonable.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, get get a professional on board. Um, mm-hmm. That That's something that I cannot tell you how important that is. Yeah. And that's going to help you with so many things. It's going to I may be able to say, hey, wait a minute, there's this one small thing that you're not thinking about. Mm -hmm. Try this. And that may be what solves the problem. Or I may say, okay, let's look at this really seriously. And let's look at the welfare of your dog, your family, and your community. Because I think we need to consider behavioral euthanasia now. And that's what I do for a living. So if all you need is a single appointment, I can absolutely help you. And most other behavior professionals will. Yeah. Okay. Because mostly what I want to do is I want to help people to have better relationships with their animals. And although it's sad, sometimes the best relationship is saying, I'm going to help you leave now. I'm going to help you take the next step on your journey. And in fact, when when my animals are passing, that's something that I always tell them, you're going to keep walking your path. And you're going to walk on ahead of me. And we can't walk together anymore. Yeah. And I love you so much. Yeah. And if I can help people. To help their animals. To take that next step on the journey.
0: yeah,
1: That's actually a really cool thing. To get to do for a living.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's brilliant. And thank you for. Um, you know. For, for mentioning that you're available for. You know um support for people in, in the uk because i'm hoping that like i said people will be listening and thinking oh you know i'd really like to talk to soon like oh but she's in canada and then now they know that distance isn't yep. an issue you know
1: and i also i i do have webinars as well but the other one that we want to make sure that people know about is the webinars that i've done with trish mcmillan yes so um we have one called um, behavioral euthanasia for families. Yeah. We also have a four week course that's coming up in February of 2021. Okay. And that's for mm-hmm. professionals. Yeah. And it's called talking about behavioral euthanasia with clients. Um, okay. And the intention of that one is to help mostly trainers, but we've had some veterinary technicians. Um, we've had some shelter workers. we mm-hmm. um, you know, this was, this is the kind of, of course that you might take mm. about how to talk about behavioral euthanasia yeah. because, um, and it's a four week course. Mm-hmm. So that's going to go in the comments as well. So I'll put it, all, it. I'll put all those links into a document and send them to you so that you've got yeah. them so you can put them up. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and I think webinars are often a really, really good place mm. to start. Especially because, as we talked about in the previous issue, sometimes resources become very, very scarce when we're working with animals with serious behavior problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's brilliant. I think the um, the webinar and and the course, the you know the four week course, I think would be very, be very good for you know like clients and um, you know professionals alike because. I think there's not really anything out there like that i think you know i think um it's a shame there's so little information out there and i think that yourself and trish are really helping to you know break the stigma surrounding behavioral euthanasia and and encourage i mean just the sheer volume of people that have joined losing Lulu shows how much this topic needs to be addressed and talked about and open you know out in the open sort of thing and absolutely yeah and i think it's it's brilliant um because Thank you it, you know it is i love the group and and i love um how um there's a little bit of of humor in there like with um charles um oh king charles yes king charles it, it's <laughs> it's magnificent and you know and uh, you know, he, he, he comes down and he, there and again to make sure everyone's towing the line and being being, being kind. And uh, he, he's awesome. the rules rooster. Rules you know where rooster. King Char,
1: you know where King Charles lives, don't you? No, he lives in Cluckingham Palace. Oh, I love it! I love it! Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> trish got a super deluxe hen house that has a timed door so she doesn't have to get up early or be home right at dusk she can can put the timer on the door so the chickens get closed in at night like they're supposed to be anyways yes (laughs) she says i don't know what i'm going to call this place and she sent me a picture and i said you're going to call it cluckingham palace oh that is amazing
0: i love that That
1: that's perfect we have a lot of fun you know oh. the uh, uh, for all that we talk about death all yeah. day long yeah the team is a ton of fun yeah um yeah. many of us are harry potter fans mm-hmm. and so we talk about sitting in the, the u-bend and talking about death Oh, <laughs> so, you know from the the moaning myrtle character oh yeah i'm sitting yeah. in the u-bend sitting talking the about death and so we talk about sitting in the U bend a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we have we have a number of Harry Potter references within our own group because we've yeah. got a separate group for for administering the the larger group. But yeah. um, we have a lot of fun. I mean, given that that our topic is fairly heavy, yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun we you know we talk about uh, we talk about all kinds of things and some days you know we have check-ins so we we just check in with how each other are doing and you know when we've had members of our team who are ill or whatever Mm -hmm. um we we take care of them and we do things that help them out and you know it it becomes that kind of is the heart for where everything else stems from Mm -hmm. and um yeah I don't think that that death has to always be sad, you know. I mean, no. we were talking, was it on, on this one or the last episode where I was talking about Alex who um bit all of my motor oil on the way to his euthanasia? Oh, gosh,
0: yeah, that was on the original, on the first episode. Yeah. Right, right. Oh my goodness. And I mean, can you yeah.
1: imagine you put your dog in the back of the car, yeah, drive all the way to the veterinarian's office, yeah. and you get there and he's Dripping and moral and you're like, <laughs> seriously? Like today, How today? today? Yes, you've made your oh. mark. You made your point.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. That's that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh. So the thing is, is that I I think when we are losing an animal who has created such behavioral havoc in our lives one of the Mm -hmm. things that we have to realize is that amongst that behavioral havoc there's a lot of effort and connection that goes into the relationship yeah and so there's joy in that you know when i think back to the the first dog in my life who died of a behavior reason i was 14 Mm -hmm. she had been my constant companion since i was seven And she and I used to go exploring. And sometimes I'll go out, you know, you know, I do a lot of canoeing out in the bush. I do a lot of solo trips into the bush. So I'll go and spend three, four, five weeks alone in the wilderness. And once in a while, I'll be on a trail. And, you know, the ghost of that experience is sitting inside me. And I'll be like, this is just like when I used to go out in the bush with Thurber. And yeah. she's there. She's with me. And there's yeah. so much joy now in recognizing yeah. the event and saying, this is important to who I became. This yeah. is important to why I am who I am. And yeah. then when I think about further animals in my life who have passed, you know, I was riding a horse today, and it's actually the the mother of the horse that, that died last year of a behavior oh. problem. Yeah. And we were just... We're just cooling out. It was the end of our ride, and she just sighed. And there was that moment of, this feels so much like it was with kayak when it was good. It was so good, and that that yeah. echo is within the experience, mm-hmm. and so I can relive, relive the good times, because yeah. I have somewhere to put the hard times.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Thank well, you. so thank you. Um, oh, thank so much. you. It's, I it's had been fun. lovely. It's been nice, isn't it? It's, it's been lovely talking to you because you know, honestly, uh, ever since I joined Losing Lulu, I've just felt that it's been—it's a lovely group, honestly. And to anyone listening out there that hasn't heard of Losing Lulu, um, you know, honestly, check it out, please, um, because it is so supportive, so well managed, and you know it's it's run well to, not to the point where you feel stifled it's literally the rules are there to keep the it, keep it a safe space but that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to express what you need to express it's just as long I should as you
1: Carrie, I should just mention, too, if you are a behavior professional, a grief counselor, a veterinarian, Mm -hmm. a social worker, a veterinary nurse, a veterinary technician. Okay. Anybody who is related to the animal care industry and you have been touched by behavioral euthanasia, Mm -hmm. just put that in your reason to join You can just say, you know, I am a veterinarian and I'm touched by behavioral euthanasia and we will let you in. You don't have to have directly owned an animal who has died for a behavioral reason, but we have people who say, you know, my brother had to euthanize his Labrador and Mm -hmm. I'm really sad because his Labrador died because of a behavior problem. We're going to let you in as well because it's all there to support you. Yeah. okay and we've had some wonderful 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 veterinarians on on the group who have said i had a behavioral euthanasia this afternoon i gave the person the losing lulu group as a resource but i'm hurting because man our veterinarians sometimes they hurt so badly after those they've tried every bit as hard as they could to help their clients to address the needs of their patients and sometimes it just doesn't so if you are a behavior professional or a veterinary be- professional please join we'd yes. love to
0: have you yeah thank you very much and i will put a link All right. to um i'll put a link to losing lulu in the in the notes in the description podcast episode description and um so if you don't mind sending me Um, all the links to the webinars and the courses that are upcoming I will get uh, that
1: out to you probably this afternoon but might not be till tomorrow morning
0: but this episode won't drop for a couple of days so we're okay yeah no that's good that's good and I'll send that I'll send that out and uh, then people can get in touch if they want to so thank you very much Sue for your time and thank you to everyone out there that is tuned in and is listening today Um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode as well if you missed the first episode please go back to last week um, when uh, I spoke to Sue about her work and what behavioural euthanasia means. And again, you know, I hope you've enjoyed listening and any and all feedback is welcome, good, bad or in between. If you have any questions, um, anything that you would like to put to Sue, let me know, um, you know, comment, um, leave a, a, a post or what have you and I will pass it on. So Thank you everyone for for tuning in. Thank you so much to Sue for coming on. And uh, I will see you at the next episode. So thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye.